Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. In the dream, you are falling, lost in the listening distance, as dark locks in. <laughs> Nightfall. Best, damn it. It's an old set. It's picking up interference from somewhere. Never happened when we had cable. We can't afford it. I didn't ask to get laid off, you know. Ed, give me that screwdriver, will you? Take it easy, Ralph. Give me this screwdriver. Ah, what the hell do I know? Damn thing just doesn't want to work. You can't say the old shoe bows as much. Well, it could have something to do with that big satellite reception dish the McLeods put up over the weekend. Where did they get the money for that? Well, how the hell would I know? I wonder, I wonder what happens if, if you turn this. Ralph, you've broken no, no, it. No, no, no. Hey, hey, look. It worked. Turn up the sound. was perfect. Ralph. What? Ralph, did you see... Hey, I can't change the channel. What channel? 13. Where's the TV guy? Ah. Ralph? What is it? Channel 13? There's supposed to be a newscast on there, not a... a... Is it some kind of a, a game show? It's funny we never saw it before. That car... They didn't really say 1984, did they? Did they? Yeah, they did. Well, the, the, there's no such thing as an electric car, uh, at least in the market now. They're clothes. Even that Henderson car. Well, there, there, there's, there's no way. There's no way it could happen. Ralph, the said it, it was showing us the future. There's only one way to find out, isn't it? You're going to get that channel back if I have to work all night. Ralph, no, no, please don't. Here it is. It's coming back. It's all those flags and, and an open coffin. It's, it's somebody important. Camera's moving in closer. Jeez, he looks old. No, no. Look at him. It's... It's Trudeau. Welcome to the future, Janet.
In five Canadian cities today, police threaten strike action if their demand for more armored vehicles and helicopter gunships is rejected by municipal authorities. The deaths of more than 270 police officers in pitched battles with organized criminal elements during 1986 have led to an increasingly tense situation in law enforcement. I'm not sure I like this. Huh? What's the matter? The TV, Ralph. It, it's just not right to see the future. Let's get rid of it. You kidding? I don't like it. It's it, it's almost sacrilegious. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, come on. Take it easy, Janet. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a joke. You know, it fades in and out, and we, we get some weird pictures of the way it's going to be. But there's no rhyme or reason to it. It goes backwards and forwards from baseball games to Christmas to ten years from now. So what? Really good hey, this morning. look at this. One, two, three. Hey, One, look at two, this. Three. A naked Four, broad. Tell me that, that's a naked it. broad doing a fitness show. Three. Oh, One, two, <laughs> a nudie fitness show. Woo-hoo. Hey, hey, touch your toes, Come on, please. Well, <laughs> you're disgusting. I didn't put it on. Hey, hey, don't turn it off. Well, we have to. There's Rick coming up the walk. Yeah. Now, 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 don't be too hard on him. He's got Linda with him. Yeah, that punk. His probation officer said it, you know. He's got to grow up. Look, he gets a job or he gets out. That, that That's all there is to it. Rick? Rick! Yeah? Hello, Linda. Hi there, Mumsy, old girl. So, what's your problem? Did you get the job? What's it to you? Did you get the job? Answer me. No, I didn't get the job. I was gonna, but uh, started getting in the way, you know? Getting in the way? You mean it wouldn't take you? I told you to get that diaper pin out of your ear. How are you gonna get a job looking like a friggin' cannibal? Hey, look, I was up front. I like to let them know where I'm coming from. That way, maybe I don't get laid off first time it rains. Know what I mean, Dad? Rick! I've had enough of your smart-ass mouth. Now, like I said, straighten up, get a job, or get out of okay, here. Okay, so don't sweat it. I'm checking out this afternoon. Linda's found us a place. Sure did. Sure. Who's paying the rent? Rent? What's that? Where is it, dear? It's a couple of blocks. Close. How nice. Yeah, it's an old garage. More like home, you know. Anyway, I'm going to get my junk together and get out of here. So, well, Linda, you and Rick seem to be getting on pretty well these days. Mm, getting it together. Moving in together. Neither one of you got a job. What are you kids trying to prove anyways? I got a job. You do? Yeah. I got a spread in skin. A girly magazine. And it wouldn't be an article. Sure it is. The genuine article. All spread out in living color. I'm sure it'll be very tasteful. Tasteful? What happened to disgusting? Ralph, you can't just... How's Rick taking this? It was his idea. What? Yeah. Said it would give his image a lift. Get him noticed. Linda, get up here, will you? Do this stuff by myself? Hey, nice talking to you. Yes. I know. You realize she could end up marrying that punk? She's a very nice girl. Sure. They deserve each other. He's got a lot of imagination, dear. He'll do all right. Imagination, sure. Dying his hair blue, lying, stealing. Yeah, I give up. Let's go back to the tube. Who knows? Maybe we'll start getting cartoons from Mars. There was good news from the economic ah, summit in Paris today. In response, gold topped $1,200 an ounce. Market sources also indicate a rising demand for silver. Some authorities predict the base price will at least double within a month. That does it. Have I got an idea? If this is another chain letter, forget it. So obvious. It's been staring us in the face. Our TV tells us what's going to happen. So we can bet big and never lose. Sports, stocks, gold, silver. What are we going to do with a baseball score ten years from now? Listen, they're always yakking about old games now, and they will win. That's all they talk about. That's how we find out who's going to win this year. But we're going to have to watch it 24 hours a day, so we catch everything that's coming our way. 24 hours? How? We'll take turns. Where are we going to get the money to bet? 
the finance company. Oh, uh, I'm afraid, Ralph. It, it, it's just not right. Uh, that's the problem with people like us. We're too afraid. That's why we stay small. But now we got it sewn up. We're going to be bigger than General Motors. Ralph, I, I, I just get the feeling that we're asking for it. What happened overnight? Any sports scores? No. Uh, horse races? Stocks? No. Ralph, do we have to go on like this? Can't we have one night in bed alone? Want to miss something? Pass it up, will you? For breakfast? Why not? Ralph, what if, what if somebody finds out about this? What'll happen oh, to us? Jan, look at the money we've been making. Out of debt for the first time. Just one more bet in my game. Get in on one more stock, and we'll never have to work again. We have been lying here for weeks. It's not right, Ralph. We can't go on living in front of this TV and ordering any junk food. What's the world coming yeah, to? Who cares? We're all right. We've got to be careful, Ralph. It's not right to be so greedy. Now listen, the old set could conk out any time. For good. It's not healthy. It's not normal. We never get out of here. What if the neighbors notice? Oh, take it easy. Take it easy, will you? We're, we're getting out tomorrow night. Goodbye party for the McClouds. They're going north on Friday, remember? Yes, thank God. It'll be good to see Herb and Lowy again. Sure will. Sure, this clam dip ain't half bad. Well... Oh, look, go to sleep, will you? Here, here, here are your plugs. I'll take a look. Oh, good night. I mean, good morning, I guess. It's hard to tell these days. Here is a news bulletin. The first flight of the Arctic tourist season ended in tragedy early this morning. Northland's flight number 1632 crashed on landing at Frobisher Bay, Baffin Island. Listen. Forty-eight people were reported to have been on board. There were no survivors. Stay tuned. We'll have more details shortly. We now return you to our program in progress. Did you hear that? We've got to do something. Hold it. Ah. Ralph, they said Baffin Island. There's no time to lose. We can't. Can't, can't what? Tell anyone. Why not? Because if we tell anyone about this television set, the game is up. No one, no one can know. But the McClouds, Herb and Lowy, they're on the first flight to Baffin Island. Ah, so they say. Jan, it could be years from now. We don't know. We know it's going to happen. Yeah, we do. Forty-eight people are going to die. And we're going to do nothing at all? That's right. Oh, think of those people. Jan, it happens all the time. That gives us the right to play God. We'll just have to get used to it, won't we? I'm sorry. Be sure you are. They, they weren't going to live forever. <laughs> you smug bastards. No, no, don't start. Did you enjoy the funeral? Herb and Louie sure had a lot of friends, didn't they? I share your loss. I share your I loss. I share... <laughs> uh, oh, Jan. 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean it. I'm throwing out the TV. No. Huh? We, we can't change it now. No. At least we don't have the worries we used to. I just hope it's going to be worth it. That oh. Well, sure, will you? You bet. Just like I said, we got all the answers now. We're going to go to the top. You'll see, right to the top. I bet you we pick on a big game today. It'll be worth it. Don't you worry. What the? Holy... He was better than all the rest. Isn't that Rick? But he will now learn. It is Rick. Learn. In a uniform. A hard way. But it's still him. Stay tuned. You can handle it. And watch what subversive thoughts will get you. He's become an actor. Well, he's on TV. What... 
What's that naked man tied to? It's some sort of machine. Oh! What's that all about? Uh, I... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's some sort of torture scene, it looks like. Real enough. As if his arms were pulled right out of his body. Sure was realistic. I wonder... How they did it. watch this anymore. Uh, just a little longer. I've never seen anything so gruesome in my life. It's the most violent movie I've ever seen. How can you keep watching it? Because he's done it. The little bastard's really done it. What do you mean? Shut up and watch. It's Rick. There he is again. Like a Mexican general. All in ice blue uniform. And blue hair. That statue. Did you get the statue? The big one in front of the peace tower? Rick? Would you look at that? Thirty feet high in bronze. The little bastard. Oh, that's enough for me. What's going on? I've never seen anything like this before. It's crazy. All that blood and suffering and, and Rick like that. What kind of movie is this? It's no movie. What is it, then? It's for real. For real? No, Ricky's not that way. He's no gangster. Oh, no two-bit gangster. He's going to be a goddamn Hitler. Rick? How? I don't know. What can we do? What can we do? There's one thing we can do. We can kill him. Not hungry. No, we gotta work this out. Hey, you know, six months ago this meal would have shut us back a month's rent. Ralph, now, there has got to be another way. Rick, now he's you... got to die. We've got a responsibility to ourselves, to the country. Janet, we've got no choice. Stop talking like that. I can't believe Ricky's going to be that bad. Mass murders, concentration camps. <laughs> Don't bet on it. That's not going to be easy. But we've got to have the guts to do it. I don't want to believe it. I, I don't have to believe it. Have you been watching that tube with me for the past two days or what? Hey. Hey, I think I understand. What? That's how he did it. That's how he's going to swing it. He's going to get a hold of the TV set. The TV? Well, don't you see? Somehow he's going to get the set off us. 
and use it. How can you be so sure? Oh, how else could a crazy like him end up top dog? But he's not gonna, not by me, no way. Not if I get him first. Ralph, all we have to do is smash the set. No! No! Why should I sacrifice for a, a sick old punk, a maniac? You'd kill your son before you'd give up your greed. You're the maniac. It has to be, Jan. We only saw a few pictures on a, on a snowy screen. We, we can only guess how bad it'll be. Do you want to live with that? There's only one sure move we got. Destroy him. Do we have to do it right away? We don't have time not to. But suppose we get caught. Yeah, I got it all worked out. Now look, we invite him over for dinner. To make things up, you know. Feed him liquor and, uh, and pills. And then... Slip him in the freezer overnight. No weapon, no evidence. And tomorrow we go for a drive in the country. Let's go. broken in. You sure? Why, locked the door when we went out? I know I did. Look, where's the stereo? We've been robbed. My God, the TV. Oh, my new candlesticks, my silver candlesticks. Oh, not the serving tray, too. Oh. Gone. It's gone. The TV's gone. <laughs> gone! <laughs> of course it's gone! <laughs> why aren't you mad? Oh, don't you see? It's out of our hands. No more future fear. No more knowing. But, no more... but what about Rick? He's still going to don't be... Don't you understand? He's only a punk. Without our TV set, he won't be top dog of anything. Then we don't have to... Rick, <laughs> of course not. We're not going to do anything. Things are... As they are. Oh, Ralph. Oh, Ralph. What we could have done. What could have happened. Uh, better not to think about what could have happened. God help us. Besides, we... We still have lots of cash in the bank. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. So happy. God help us. Oh, so happy. So happy. You're a brutal dude, Ricky. Real brutal. <laughs> they had it coming, always dumping on my head. <laughs> but it's too much, Rick. Your own parents' house. Yeah, they made it easy. The joint was cased already, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Rick, why didn't you sell the TV with the silver and the stereo? I couldn't get any bread for it. It's too old. Anyway, we want to watch the game. Turn on, will you? Get rid of that radio. Sure. Yeah, those phonies made me sick anyway. I mean, I've always been that way. I mean, more or less, I'm at war with the world. You know what I mean? Oh, I got you on that one, Rick. And you know, one of these days, I'm really going to get even. I mean, like for real. I'll get them. I'll get them all. I want to see them all. All those sucky little bastards, and I want to see them suffer. And I mean, like for real. Rick. That dude on, on the TV. He looks like you. Moving the carpet right on out. Give him the shaft like they never had it before. But there's only one thing that counts, and that's me. I own tomorrow. It's mine. And they better catch on pretty damn fast. I own tomorrow. One hope, one destiny, one world. Free of those refuse to be free. surely as I stand here before you now, I promise that that freedom is yours today, tomorrow, and forever. No. 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 
existence as dark locks in. <laughs> Nightfall. Good evening. Tonight's play is a new adaptation of the classic short story by Robert Louis Stevenson, the original Body Snatchers. Down the close and up the stair, Bud and Ben with Buck and Hare. Buck's the butcher, Hare's the thief. Knocks the man that buys the beef. <laughs> it is thirty years since I last saw that kind of beef. I am still. Oh, so still on its slab. But the rain brings back the sights. Thirty years since I was a student of medicine in the schools of Edinburgh. The greatest ornament of all the town was a certain professor of anatomy, a Dr. Knox. You'll call his name to mind, perhaps. When all was done and known, the very children cried it in the streets. And he, God help me, he picked me for a likely lad. A very pretty dissection, Mr. Fettis. It's a rare delight when a student can not only find the brain, but has one. Thank you, sir. I cannot tell you what an honor it is. Oil of clothes is for the toothache, Mr. Fettis. You may spare me your compliments. I have decided to appoint you second demonstrator, which is to say sub-assistant for the anatomy class. Well, thank you, sir. You'll be responsible to Mr. Wolf McFarlane here, our demonstrator. The two of you are acquainted, I believe. Uh, we shall know each other better, sir. Congratulations, Fettis. Thank you, McFarlane. I swear I'll give you no cause for regret, Dr. Knox. You'll be moving your lodgings, Mr. Fettis, to nearby here in the close. We sometimes have night business, and you'll need to watch sharp for the call. Uh, night business, sir. Come now, Mr. Fettis. You know as well as I do that our only legal cadavers come to us from the public hangman. Be he never so busy, he couldn't supply the half of our needs. But there are always the poor. Uh, but ask no more questions for conscience' sake. McFarlane, instruct your assistant. Yes, sir. You'll move here tonight, Fettis, and remember... Uh, sir? Be ready for visitors. Did you hear old Knox say visitors in the night? And I not ready for them, does he think? <laughs> He'll be as ready for them as ever you are for a wench. Yeah, speaking of which, observe. Observe. Our fair serving maid, the succulent Jane Galbraith. <laughs> oh, did Everybody's Jane. Observe Miss Galbraith as she negotiates her way among the tables, laden with tankards and bottles. Hey, hey, observe her fine behind us. <laughs> imprecise, lad, imprecise. You actually observe the relation of her gluteus maximus muscles to her sacrum and coccygeal bones. How is the latter shift vertical? Yeah, the former flex and bounce horizontally. <laughs> Bravo, laddie. You have observed how Latin may decorate a tart, eh? Take your degree. Oh, take your degree. Oh, Louis, oh. that is 
Well, what are you doing with such black company as McFarland there? Oh, look at his viper eye, and I feel somebody's footsteps walking on my very grave. Well, I'd rather walk to a warmer place for laying you down, Jane. Don't be sexting in my church, when you will. Well, all right, yeah, I'll do that. A resurrection, then. Hmm? What, what you saying? Grave robbers. You know, Fetus, our Lord's remains would be precious little use to us. What are you saying, man? Why, man, those remains were only available on the third day. <laughs> McFarlane, hmm? has it ever occurred to you that God might strike you dead in the street? <laughs> <laughs> but God and his angels slept, and so did I, until one night, in the blackest dark before the dawn, the promised visitors arrived at last. Ah, good morning, your honor. Dr. Fettis, is it? Mr. Fettis, since you know my name, you must know I'm only a student. Well, get in here, both of you, and what you have with you. My uh, friend here, sir, uh, my uh, living friend, is Mr. Burke. <coughs> Your honor's servant. No servant of mine. And I'm Mr. Hare, sir. My other friend, the silent one here, was poor old Sally. Your honor would be wanting her unwrapped, of course, before you'd be naming a price, Mr. Burke. The fictions, if you please. Right. My God. She still stinks of gin. Ah, she died with her last glass still in her hand, God bless her. And all the world a rose of light. Sure, God is kind to his poor, sir. Yeah, she's fresh. How much? Fresh, did you see? She's still warm. A poor old soul we gave a bed to, sir, to keep her from the streets. She was took of a sudden in the night. Yeah, we keep a lodge in yeah, the I can do without your explanations. Yeah, seven pounds ten. For such a fine, fresh cadaver, Your Honor. Surely now... You take the money or go whistle for it. I don't bargain with resurrection men. That's a hurtful name to be saying, sir. And it's blasphemy, too. Mr. McFarlane was giving us a shilling a pound when it was fresh like this. She's worth more than you're offering. Seven pounds ten. Well... Seeing as you're new, sir, we'll take the offer. Mm, good. Here, then. Burke, here. Sir? Mm. Are you, then, butchers that you price your meat so nicely? Oh, why, sir, tis you that's the butchers. I beg your pardon. But <laughs> sure, we only deliver the meat. Tis you that slices it up. <laughs> <laughs> I barred and bolted the street door behind them. And then I went and was sick below the stairs. My accommodation itself was lofty and spacious, but as the weeks went by, the very walls closed in about me, breathing complicity with empty graves. And more. And then... One night. Merciful God. Oh, merciful God. You know that. You know her. Uh, uh, surely not, sir. That's Jane Galbraith. <clears throat> she was alive and hearty yesterday. It's impossible she can be dead. Uh, sure, sir. You're mistaken entirely. I know her, I tell you. And what's wrong with her neck? It's impossible you should have got this body fairly. Well, now, Mr. Fettis, that's a dangerous accusation to be making. A very dangerous accusation indeed. We dug her up. Six feet under she was. It's you that's so firm they be fresh, Mr. Fettis. A body you ordered, a body you got. A bargain's a bargain. And uh, you'll notice Mr. Burke is between you and the door. So best you pay up straight now. <laughs> Here's your money. Now go. How much? Ten pounds. Now get out of here. There now, Mr. Burke. Wasn't it meself told you he was a real gentleman? <laughs> Fettis! 
And there's Mr. McFarlane wanting you, Mr. Fettis. We'll be off now. The world and his wife will be up and about any minute. Fettis, Dr. Norcus wants that preparation of spirits of alcohol ready for the morning class. Uh, did I hear the street door close? It was uh, a night delivery. Huh, good. And now, as, as for this morning's class... McFarlane! Hmm? Look at her face. No, I hear that. Oh, I see. Jane Galbraith. You take it very coolly. Well, should I not? There's a... There's a mark on the base of the neck. Look. Hmm. Second cervical vertebra. Shattered. Hey, it looks fishy. Well, what do I do? Do? Well, why do you want to do anything? At least said, soonest mended, I should say. Someone might recognize her. We'll hope not. And if anybody does, well, you didn't, you see, and there's an end. But there's the law, the police. Oh. As to that, I should like to know how any of us would look, or what the devil we should have to say for ourselves in any Christian witness box. For me, you know, there's one thing certain, that practically speaking, all our subjects have been murdered. McFarlane! Come now. As if you hadn't suspected it yourself. Well, suspecting is one uh-huh. thing, but... And proof another. I uh, know. And I'm as sorry as you are, poor Jane, should have come to this. But the next best thing is not to recognize it. And I don't. I think a man of the world would do as I do. Would he now? And, and what kind of a world would he be a man of, then? We fetis. Why do you suppose Knox chose us two for his assistance? Hmm? And I answer, because he didn't want old wives. <laughs> <laughs> old wives. <laughs> old wives. <laughs> There's my lad. A man of the world must take his humour where he finds it, eh? <laughs> God in heaven, who's that? Quick, cover her up and take hold of your nerves. Who is it? It's me, Richardson. What the hell do you want? You know anatomy class doesn't start for two hours yet. Let him in, man. Let him in. What? <laughs> Little Richardson won't bite. And we are here to help the students. Hmm? It's seven in the morning, Richardson. What do you want? Well, uh, I want, uh, that is, a need. Oh, speak up, damn you. I need a head. Are you mad? No. That is, body. You've got a new body. Oh, wonderful. Here, let me look. No. Hands off, you bloody fool. Hands off, I say. Sorry, sorry, intruding bloody fool. Now, now, Fetis. Poor Richardson's just a trifle over eager, that's all. <laughs> we must not censure zeal. I only wanted. <laughs> of course, of course. I'm afraid this head is out of the question, unfortunately. It's, uh, it's already spoken for. Oh, yes. I see. I, I do understand. Uh, Richardson, I, I beg your pardon for losing my temper. I am, uh... I am a man of the world again. And none too soon. Richardson, I call Fetus here to witness. You shall have our very next head. I shall. As I am an honest man. Oh, Mr. McFarlane, thank you, thank you. A head all for myself. My very own head. In a day... In but one day, Jane Galbraith was disposed of in the usual way. And I, I hardened my heart and drank a nights as hard as ever I worked by day. In our tavern, there was another girl to serve us. And one night, beside McFarlane, there sat a stranger, 
A small man, very pale and dark, with cold black eyes. He did not improve upon acquaintance, but he exercised a very remarkable control over McFarlane. Leave? Leave already? But a pup, Cody dear, the night is but a pup. Come along now. Or do your friend set us here another nap of whiskey? Order up, Toddy. Please don't call me that. Affection, Toddy dear. A mere term of affection. My name is Wolf McFarlane. Use it. Isn't he a naughty Toddy, Mr. Fettis? Landlord, another rum and water for me and a hot Toddy for Mr. McFarland here. And bring him the bill. You'll use that name again, Mr. Fettis. You mean to say that darling Toddy here has never mentioned me? Never once? Uh, no, sir, not, not that I recall. Toddy, dear, I'm hurt, worse than hurt, offended. After all we've been through together, hold your tongue, Gray. He and I share certain common uh, pleasures, Mr. Baptist. At least I provide, and he... Enjoys them, huh? Shut up, damn you! Never told you about those, I'll wager, has he, Mr. Fettis? You see, little... Uh, McFarlane, for God's sake, man! Uh, do not fret yourself, Mr. Fettis. He and I often exchange these little love taps, but he finds them costly. Yeah, Toddykins? Landlord! Your lamb and venison dinner with all the trimmings and the best wine in the house. The bill to my purple-faced friend here. Aye, sir. <laughs> Look at him, Mr. Fettis. He hates me, you know. See how my little darling hates me. Have I spoiled your appetite, Toddy? Why, no, Gray. As a matter of fact, You've just given me one. By the time we separated, Gray was incapably drunk, and I tottered home myself with devious footsteps, dimly wondering that McFarlane was still cold sober. Next day he was absent from class, and I chuckled to myself. Yes, I actually did that, to think a poor... Toddy still squiring the intolerable grey from tavern to tavern. By evening, I was still a wee bit uh, fragile, do you see. So uh, I went early to bed and slept the sleep of the just. Until. I'm coming. Damn you, I'm coming. Please, dear Lord, let there be honest earth on this one. McFarlane, you? Me. Have you been out alone? You might say I have. Now stop staring and give me a hand. Digging up a grave by yourself? How in heaven's name did you manage it? Never mind, damn you. Oh, I'm on the slab. Here, I'll get the door. But where and how did you come by it? Strong as you, but I'd never support you, bloody fool. I was just going to snap at McFarlane. What in the hell's the matter with you? Oh, I'm sorry, Fettis. My nerves are playing me up. I'm much better now. Well, you'd, you'd best be home to bed then and let me get back to mine. I think first you'd better look at the face. Well, why should I... Why should I do that? Because... You know who it is, dear Fettis. But you'll never sleep until you're absolutely sure now, will you? Look at the face. Look at the face. Oh, God. Oh, God. God. You see, Fettis? You did know. You're weeping for such scum as Grey. To see him... Naked, in rigor mortis, on a slab, 
the man I left well clad and, and full of meat and sin on the threshold of a tavern. That is... What a barn you are, after all. A wee kirk of a heather got its clutches on you yet. <laughs> Enough of that. We must have business. See that Richardson has the head. The poor fool will probably kiss you. And talking of business, you must pay me. Your account, remember, must tally. Pay you? Pay you for that? Why, yes, of course you must. By all means and on every possible account, you must. I dare not give it for nothing. You dare not take it for nothing. Mr. Gray is the continuation of Miss Galbraith. You can't begin and then stop. If you begin, you must keep on beginning. <laughs> There's the truth. <laughs> no rest for the wicked, you see. My God. What have I done? And when did I begin? To be made a class assistant in the name of reason, where was the harm in that? My dear fellow, at the first, of course, you staggered. <laughs> but you're clever. You have pluck. I like you. And Knox likes you. You were born to lead the hunt. I tell you, on my honor, three days from now, you'll laugh at these pale scarecrows like a, a schoolboy at a fast. You'd better go home to your bed, Mr. McFarlane. I'll get Gray ready for the students in the morning. Above all else, Mr. Fettis, the head to little Richardson. Did you see his eyes when I promised it? Do you think anyone will recognize Gray? <laughs> Not five minutes after Richardson's first cut. <laughs> Hours passed. The class began to arrive. The pale members of Mr. Gray were dealt out to one and to another and received without remark. Richardson tasted at last the joys of heaven. Such a head! Such a head, Mr. McFarlane! The superorbital cavity, the occipital... The pleasure is mine, Richardson. Entirely mine. On the third day... A dreadful process of disguise was complete. I had outlived my terrors and forgotten my baseness. But the supply of subjects never met the demand. Richardson and all his tribe were insatiable. And so, at last, it came to the point that McFarlane and I must turn resurrection men ourselves. Like vultures on a dying lamb, we came down in rain and darkness on a coffin in the lonely rustic graveyard of Glencourt. The old wife of a farmer who'd been known for nothing but good butter and a godly conversation was to be rooted from her grave at midnight and carried dead and naked to that faraway city she had always honored with her Sunday best. The place beside her family was to be empty till the crack of doom. Her innocent and venerable body to be exposed to the last curiosity of the anatomist. She's heavy for... 
Harlan. What is it now? This is... This is not the body of a woman. Superstitious fool. Feel it. You can... Feel the width of the shoulders. I have my chest here somewhere. Uncover the face. I'll get a light under my coat. Yeah. Now let's get a good look at the pitch. So. There. Against all reason. Tearing up from the coffin, his coal black eyes fixed on us like a knife in a wound, lay the one face that we now knew could never decompose or be disposed of, the face that would henceforth belong to any corpse we should ever encounter, the mocking face of the dead and long dissected grey. Thank <laughs> you.